Do you ever want to dive deeper into the Bible, but you just don't know where to begin or struggle to feel like you even have the time? When you read the Bible, do you get frustrated because you know there's so much more in there? You just have no clue how to get it out. Or maybe you want to know the Bible better and you're looking for any resource to help. Then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Context and Color of the Bible podcast. We're sisters. I'm Veronica. I'm Erica. And we love to study the Bible and we love to help others understand it better. When it comes to our own study of scripture, we have found that in bringing back the context of scripture, it adds so much to our understanding. It actually adds color to the black and white pages of the text. Well, Air. Veronica. Are you ready? I am. We are starting a new- slow down. (laughs) Does that count? Are we slowing down? I don't know. We're starting a new section though in our Old Testament treasures study. Mm So I think we've mapped it out for the next three weeks. Probably. Yes. Yes. That's what we think. Yes. We're pretty (laughs) sure three weeks. We think Erica could do this in three weeks. You're going to talk about six covenants. Yep. Ideally, it's two covenants per podcast. We can do that. Don't say that. Lord willing, we can do that. <laughs> we also thought we could do paragraph by paragraph in two podcasts. Yeah. But so for the next three weeks, mm-hmm. roughly, we're looking at covenants. Because what we're doing is you've built those shelves. Right. You've put each book then on the shelf. Right. With the summation of it. Right. And now what you're going to do is instead of the shelves being vertical, one on top of the other, you're going to start taking like a line and drawing it from shelf to shelf to shelf. Yeah. And weaving between books and between shelves, some connections. Right. Yeah. Because what fascinated me the other night in Bible study when you said this was just some of these books, if you don't have an understanding of a covenant. Yes. It's harder to understand really what's going on in the whys. God seems arbitrary. Right. Like he just woke up one morning and is irritated. And so he just decides to smack Israel. Right. Or smack Assyria. Or right. it just seems like random promises to random people mm-hmm. for no reason. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is we're going to take this thread mm-hmm. of covenants and we're going to show you how they, how they, I hate to say they build on each other. Yeah, you don't like I that don't really one. Like that works for me, but you don't like that picture. Because to me, it says without the bottom one, I can't have the second one, which is true. Right. I don't know. It's not a nice, it's not like a ladder building. No, it's not. It's not. And it's not building blocks. But Mm -mm. we're drawing threads through our shelves. Yep. And so we're going to start then. And if you have, I will say this, if you listen to our beginning episodes on covenants, which actually makes Eric and I both cringe. Yeah. (laughs) We've just, like everything, you get better the more you you grow. Yep. You learn, you grow. We've learned, we've grown. But this is going to be, if you've listened to that one, that was probably a deeper dive yeah. than what we're going to do here. This is going to be much more shallow. Yep. But we're going to cover extra. Extra. Yeah. Yeah. So just because you've listened to that one originally doesn't mean you shouldn't listen to this one. And if you've listened to this one, you don't need to go back and listen to that. Yeah, you beginning. don't need to listen to those. This right. will be enough info. Right. But we are going to bring it. But even if you have listened to those, I would say still listen to this because we're going to bring them together in a way we don't. Yes. We have learned a lot. Yes. We've learned how to put things together. Yes. Yep. Since that. So I think we'll be making it more. 
And the other thing we want to say is as we get going, Erica's actually going to be co- covering entire chapters. Yes. And we're going, in order to redeem the time, use our time wisely, we're not going to read those. No. So we will tell you where to go read. Mm-hmm. And then you can either pause the podcast and go read it first or listen to what Erica says and then go back and read. Yeah. But we are looking to use our time wisely. Yep. And you can read the Bible on your own. Right. Yes. (laughs) We're assuming you're doing that already. Yeah. So our first covenant then is on Noah. Mm -hmm. And it's called the Noahic Covenant. Oh, that is an amazing name, isn't that? Thank you. I think I learned that from you originally. (laughs) But it's in Genesis 8, starting at verse 20 Mm -hmm. through chapter 9, verse 17, specifically that Erica is pulling her information from. Right. So I will zip my lips and let Erica start. I think one thing that also, Veronica, like you said, it's hard to understand some of these books without covenants, but it's also helpful to understand this is what is pushing history forward. Okay. God has to fulfill his promises. And so these covenants are a way to to see the end goal, right? what God is doing and why. Now with this Noahic covenant, um, once you read that that chapter and a half, I guess, or those mm-hmm. two chapters, we're going to be asking ourselves through all of these covenants several questions, Veronica. Right. Would you like to tell our listeners? Sure. That? And I'll probably have a graphic to go with it. The first question is, who initiates the covenant? Your next question then is, who's the covenant? Who's responding to the right. initiation? Right. And then there's always terms or conditions laid out. Yep. You will do. I will do. Yep. Or just, I will do. Right. (laughs) Depending on the covenant. And then there's a sign, which makes sense. There's a reminder that you need that goes along with the covenant. Hey, in case you're going to forget, let's put this sign here. Yes. For me or for you. Yeah. And then every time there's a length specified. I think so. There's got to be some type of limit. Here's Because otherwise, I guess it's often until the person dies. Yes. I guess that would be it. The understood implication is this covenant stands until you or I die. Right. So therefore, because you're dealing with an everlasting God, he needs to specify then the length because, well, if I made it with this person when he dies, it would be easy to say it's gone. It's it's done away with. Yes. But because God's everlasting, he's going to say, and here's how long it will last. Right. And I think, Veronica, an example that to go through would be like the marriage covenant. First of all, what is, is a covenant? Which is a weak example. It is, but it's the best example we right. have. What is a covenant? A binding agreement. Yeah, a binding agreement, an, an unbreakable promise. Um, there are different types of covenants, but the main one that we see in Scripture is the unbreakable, the binding one. And so in marriage, they used to say, till death do us part. Right. So how long did the marriage covenant last? Till one of you died. Till one of you died. And what was the sign of that marriage covenant? Normally you're in a, at least in our history, American history, it's a a wedding ring. Yeah. Because in England, the guy doesn't wear a ring. Right. That's right. I forgot about that. So. And in some countries they wear them on the other side of the hand. Um, And like the terms and conditions of the covenant kind of. We're going to help each other. We're right. going to go through life together, provide Sickness for each other. Sickness and in health and right. good times and bad. Yes. And for rich or for poor. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to be looking for in all of these covenants. Right. All right. So in the Noahic covenant, when you read that covenant, first of all, who initiates the covenant? God does. And do you remember why he initiates the covenant? Off the top of my head, I'm going to say because he had just flooded the earth. This is after the flood. Right. Right. 
Noah's come out. Right. I think Noah builds an altar. Yes. She liked what I said. Yes. I'm going to stop talking there. No, no. No, no I've just, I got the right answer. You got the right answer. Yes. <laughs> Noah builds an altar and worships. And it says, when the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, then this covenant comes out. And so you could say, now obviously scripture doesn't tell us for sure, but you could make the case that if Noah hadn't worshiped God, potentially this covenant would never have happened. But because one man worships, Hmm. God, if you will, decides he'll never flood the earth again. He'll deal with evil, but not this way. Not globally. Again, not globally wiping everybody out again. Hmm. You know, in one sense, because one man worshiped, we are still here. Which in a way fits the pattern of the rest of scripture then. Yes. Because of one man's actions, multiple are saved. Yes. You know, because of Abraham. I can think there's a couple times maybe where you could say Abraham because of his actions. Yeah. Others are saved. Clearly because of Jesus. Right. One man's actions. Moses. Moses, yeah. You know, God himself says, and I, now I can't think of which prophet, but he says, I was looking for one man to stand in the gap hmm. mm-hmm. and I couldn't find one. Mm-hmm. Which, right, just right then and there, that's just an encouragement. Right. Be the one. You can be the one. Right. You're simply being faithful, being obedient. Right. When you feel like nobody else is with you. Yeah. You don't know how you're impacted. I mean, we. Yes. I feel like that's something we come back to a lot in this podcast. It's Potentially, yeah. you and I tend to. We might. Is that a soapbox? Or? I think it's a good soapbox. A good reminder yeah. of just you can be the one and being a blessing to others. Right. So we had God initiates Mo- no, Moses. <laughs> Thanks. Noah. Noah. <laughs> I had to go through all the names in my head. Noah responds. He doesn't really respond. Okay. I didn't know if you were calling his worship. His worship leads into okay. the covenant. He doesn't, we don't get a response because actually it's not just Noah the covenant is made with. Do you remember who the covenant is actually with? I think it's with like the entire earth. Yeah. All All of creation. All of life. Right. Plants, animals. Yeah. Everything on this earth, God says he will never destroy because the flood destroyed all of it. Right. So God says, I'm never going to do that again. And the earth it is seen as the earth creation agrees because they don't rise up and say, no, God, we don't want oh, your right. covenant. The rocks don't cry out. Right. This Nothing point. It says no. So it's understood creation goes, okay, we'll take it. Mm-hmm. Like you can save us. Don't do this again. And there are conditions of the covenant. Um, God will never destroy all earth, all, fl- uh, all life on earth again. <clears throat> Another condition is he says, be fruitful and multiply. Oh, yeah. Which is such a soapbox I could get on. How do we view children? Right. Versus how society views children. But um, I won't go there right now. But that term, that condition is children are a blessing. They are a blessing. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Um, But there's also a relationship change between man and animals. Yeah. Because now it says animals will fear you. And now it is okay, man. You can eat animals. Hamburgers. Hamburgers. <laughs> bacon. Unless you're Jewish. I know. Um, again, you don't have to eat meat. Right. It's not a sin if you're vegetarian or vegan, but it's not a sin to eat meat. Right. God right. says that is allowed, but God also puts a boundary on don't just kill an animal for the sake of killing it. 
Right. You kill it to use it for meat, for something. Right. And, and it man, has a purpose. It has a purpose. And man is not an animal. Therefore, you don't just get to kill man. Hmm. Murder mm-hmm. becomes seen as much more serious because man is made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And when you murder each other, you mar God's image. Right. Now, again, I would make a distinction between murder and killing. Right. But that's another topic for another right. podcast. And that we will not be having anytime soon. Right. <laughs> nope. And um, what's the length of the covenant, Veronica? Do you remember? I'm going to say forever. Yeah. As long as this earth lasts. Okay. Basically. Until God says it's done. And we read, okay. we learned about that in Habakkuk. Do you remember he takes his bow out of the clouds? Oh, yes. I did notice that the other night. Yes. It, I like when it doesn't say rainbow. And it just says bow. And it just says bow because it did take me into Habakkuk. It's like, oh, oh, yeah. There's that bow. Right. So there is a day coming when this will end, but it won't end with a flood. Right. God's not going to do it that it's way. It's going to end with bow and arrows. Again. <laughs> right. Sounds a little more dramatic next time. It does. I'd kind of like to see that. Not going to lie. I don't want to be there. Well, maybe I'd, looking from above right. down. <laughs> right. Selfishly. Does this covenant have a sign? I would say it's the bow then. Yeah. Yes. The rainbow. The rainbow. And we've talked about this on our earliest podcast right but i'll just say it again quickly here well because we have new listeners we do that's true the sunday school idea of the bow and this is a good thing to teach kids is that when you see it the rainbow it's a reminder god will never flood the earth again and we can say thank you lord for your mercy and that's a good thing to teach children but here's the adult lesson right (laughs) the rainbow the rabbis those jewish teachers say every generation that sees a rainbow is a generation that God could have destroyed with a flood. Which. Because that's how wicked they are. Make sure. I don't want to see a rainbow anymore. Right. It's almost like the generation gets so bad. God goes, okay, I have to remind myself. Right. I need a rainbow. Which you go, okay, if you've seen a bunch of rainbows lately. Right. right. You're like, oh, bad day. I'm for self-check. <laughs> Sorry, Lord. Right. So the rainbow is a reminder we tend to look back at history and think how wicked, how horrible, how evil. Right. Forgetting sin is sin in God's eyes. Right. And, and evil is here. Evil is here today. Mm-hmm. And am I contributing to it? I still sin. I still struggle. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy on my life. Mm-hmm. That you don't deal with me and my sin the way I deserve. Right. So that's the Noahic Covenant. Good. And we're about halfway through the podcast. Perfect. So that means we're moving into the Abrahamic covenant. Right. Which Erica's going to be pulling this from Genesis 12, just verses 1, 2, and 3. Well, you could read the whole chapter. Okay. Get the whole idea. Yeah. And then Genesis, all of chapter 15 and chapter 17. Right. And I'll just give a little shout out in case you're brand new. We have a incredible i will say myself <laughs> podcast all on genesis very yes. erica's looking at me going like, where is she about? going with? yes no i am self-promoting yes. <laughs> yeah. my yes. own podcast on genesis it was a good podcast was. though if you want more in depth yes into these yes go back and listen to those chapters they're yeah. very good but anyways genesis 12 chapters 12 15 and 17 the abrahamic covenant is done in stages Yep. There are blessings, promises that God gives throughout, and then they all just get wrapped up in one covenant. Which, let me just say, when you said that, it's like, oh, that's good to note to start with that of this is done in stages. Right. It's not at all at once. 
Because you even see, I'm going to say this real quick too. You see then how as each stage, God adds a little bit more. Yes. Yeah. And so some of this stuff you might go, I don't see it in chapter 12. Right. It might have come at the next right yes. opportunity God and Abraham interacted. Right. It's almost like God is taking Abraham by the hand mm-hmm. and saying, I'm going to teach you who I am and how to trust me. Mm-hmm. And so he reveals a part of himself, makes a covenant or part of the covenant with Abraham. And Abraham responds with obedience. Mm-hmm. And then God says, okay, here's the next step. And Abraham responds with obedience. And God mm-hmm. says, okay, here's the next step. And Abraham responds with obedience. But it's all bound up under this idea of one covenant between God and Abraham. Right. Uh, who initiates Veronica? God does. Right. At one point, Abraham's fast asleep. Right. So he really can't respond too much. So we've already said it, but who responds or who is the covenant with? It's originally, initially with Abraham. Right. In, in these three chapters, it is with mm-hmm. Abraham. You know, in chapter 12, And you may not see much of a response, but as you read, you realize Abraham always eventually responds with obedience. Right. So in chapter 12, Abraham leaves everything. Right. He gives up his identity. So you don't always see Abraham's response with words. Right. Yes. You see it with his actions. Yes. Yes. In chapter 15, Abraham's asleep, but he's prepared the animals exactly Mm -hmm. as God said. In chapter 17, Abraham has to circumcise everyone. And then in chapter 22, which is after these promises are Mm -hmm. made, but it's like this is the final test, Abraham is told to sacrifice Isaac. Mm -hmm. And in fact, in Genesis 26, God tells Isaac, the covenant is continuing because your father obeyed. Right. So all of this takes place because Abraham at each step obeys. Mm -hmm. He reacts with obedience and faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, Veronica, what are the conditions of the covenant? Do you remember? That Through Abraham to do? Or, or that God will do. That God will do. Oh, yes. it will, I will bless you. I will make your name. I had these during our Genesis. I know. You I knew it all. I will make your name great. Yeah. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. The land. Oh, and I'll give you the land. I feel like I'm missing. Bless the world through Abraham. Or I did guess. Did you already say yeah. that one? Yeah, he he makes some amazing, like, you're going to be the father of of many nations. You're going to have this huge family. Kings and queens will come from you. Bless your family, Abraham. Now, what's the the length? Well, as you were just saying that, it was fascinating to me of if you go, okay, God comes to Isaac and says, I'm going to do this because of you. Well, Abraham died. Yes. So you go, on the one hand... It's done, but because God is eternal. Yes. Therefore, that's when you get into it's going to be forever. In chapter 17, God calls it an everlasting covenant. Mm -hmm. And in one sense, you could see it as a complete circle. Like Mm -hmm. God is slowly taking Abraham through this journey of faith. And each time Abraham passes the test and obeys. Right. So when Abraham dies, that seals the covenant. Right. Because Abraham did his part of the covenant. Right. And so now God is responsible to carry out his part. Well, you go, God wrote it so that, okay, Abraham, once you've done it all, I've bound myself to complete it. Yes. So I like, it's just, I like that idea of it's a complete circle. Right. Because Abraham's gone. Yeah. You can't undo it now. Right. 
And he responded with obedience. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, he is an amazing man. Mm-hmm. And so because of Abraham's obedience, this covenant will continue on forever. Mm-hmm. And so we, he becomes the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, mm-hmm. the God of Jacob, the God of Israel. Mm-hmm. So the God between the covenant between God and Abraham exists now between God and Abraham's descendants. Right. All right. Which means it's still going on today. Right. Is there a sign of the covenant? (laughs) Yes, there is. And what is it? It is circumcision. Right. Now, it is easy for me to say because I'm not Jewish. Right. But I 100% agree with circumcising Jewish boys. Right. Now, my two boys are circumcised. I'm sure they're going to love you just told the world I know. that. <laughs> I know. I know. Maybe that's TMI. If they listen in like five, ten years, they're going to be like, mom. Right. I, I, I mean, I, I, but as a Gentile, you don't have to. Right. So it's easy for me to say it because I'm a Gentile, but I do think this is something still appropriate for the Jewish people to circumcise their boys. Sure. Just going to point that out because the covenant is still around. Therefore, the sign of the covenant. Right. But as a Gentile, I don't think you're wrong if you're circumcised. And you're not necessarily doing it for the covenant. No, I think there are legitimate health reasons. Right. And now you're going to start a whole new wave. So, well, (laughs) let me just give this example. I know a guy in his 80s. He was a friend of my husband's. He had to get circumcised in his 80s. That sounds painful. It was ex- like it was horrible. Yes. It was but absolutely you horrible. You are now going to get our full so, boxes yes. flooded of I reasons know. why not to. I know. I understand there's two sides to that story. I am not against not circumcising. I have friends right. that haven't. Like right. I'm not against it. But if right. you're Jewish, I would encourage you to. That's all I'm right. going to say. So um, I think we're done. Is that it? With the Abrahamic covenant. I don't know. Is there more you want to bring out? No, I guess. But I, you know, thinking into the New Testament, why circumcision can be such a hot topic. Oh, like Timothy. Yes. Was circumcised because he was Jewish. Right. Titus was not circumcised because he was a Gentile. That was the difference. Right. So so just trying to go, okay, put yourself in their shoes of us. I mean, think about it. You go, if this is my wedding ring. Right. You know, it is the last thing I put on in the morning. Don't look right now. <laughs> I don't have mine on either. Because, because my husband spent enough money on it. Right. It's not something I just want to throw around when I'm washing dishes or cleaning. Right. And so I just came over to Erica's house today. So I don't have it on. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 also the first thing I take off at night when I'm like prepping for bed, like washing my face, all that. It is a special, significant right. thing to me. Right. So I don't treat it lightly. And if I were to see you like, or my kids like flipping my wedding ring in the air and like juggling with it, right? besides the monetary significance with it, that is what my husband proposed to me with. So there is value and meaning in that. Right. So when you come across in the New Testament, then the issues, the struggles they had of who should be circumcised, who shouldn't be, it's not just a legalistic issue. It can have value and meaning and sentimental, you know, importance to them. Yes. And you don't just lightly throw it off and go, that doesn't need to be dealt with. And I don't think Paul uses it in a negative either. I think we often put a negative tone in Paul's mouth. Some of it is a legitimate. Paul's using it to describe a certain group versus another group. Right. The circumcised versus the uncircumcised. Like that is a legitimate way to describe Jew and Gentile. It's a distinction. It's a distinction. It's an obvious distinction. Yes. So, so just a couple little thoughts there as we wrap up. But next week then, Erica. Yeah. What are we, will you prep us on the two covenants we're doing next week? 
the Mosaic and the Levitical. Which will be fascinating. Right. To that see. will take a little more time. So if you, again, like we say, read these verses next week. Uh, Mosaic Covenant, obviously that'll be in Exodus. Right. Levitical will be, if you want to just give them a little teaser if they want to try to find it. Numbers. Chap- n- numbers. I was going to say chapter numbers. Chapter numbers. Yes. Numbers. So, I have to find it myself. And then I think it's like 25 or 26. Yeah, good job. Thanks. But that's where we're heading. And then the week after that, we will have two more covenants. Yep. Yep. So as always, like, review, subscribe, share this podcast because we are actually getting positive feedback on our Old Testament treasure study as we yeah. are building those shelves for people. Right. If you say, hey, let's study together. Let's have some shelves built together so we can unpack right. Because ultimately, if you can understand this in the Old Testament, it will help you understand, like I was saying with the circumcision, it will help you understand the New Testament yes. better. Yep. So if you want to understand that, you've really got to come back to the foundations. Yep. And that's what we're doing here. Yeah. So thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. <laughs>